Bread makes you fat, guys. Did you know that? <laughs> bread makes you fat? Are you ordering your fat? Bread indeed makes you fat. Yes. Welcome to Anslate, guys. Hello. And this is the uh, Scott Pilgrim 10th anniversary special, amongst other things. There's so many, there's so many things happening today in the episode. We are super in lesbians with everything that HBO put out in the past few months. And I think today is like a smorgasbord of what, of what we've been watching and more. Oh, nga, no? HBO wins August, no? If, if, what did Hulu win? June? It won the did first. Not just June, it was like the first quarter. Yeah. First, Bob. Or first. by second quarter. Second quarter is more, more Hulu. Yeah. First and second. So, so now, ano, we'll, we'll see. No? Let's see if HBO ano, uh, <laughs> continues this trend with, uh, with stuff like Lovecraft Country. And um, what else are they coming out with? That Nicole Kidman, uh, Hugh Grant miniseries. What's it called? Oh. Mia. Oh, yeah, yeah. That and then they also have the Jude Law miniseries. The Jude Law one. The I'm third super day. excited for that. Because no one knows what it's about. Yeah, it looks like a mysterious oh. horror type thing. Nice. And and the um the the sci-fi one wolf crap I kept posting this in our group the other week. No, uh, that's HB- HBO Ridley Max, the uh, raised by wolves. Yes, but it's showing in HBO Go. Yeah, I think it's the territories because outside of the uh, United States. That's the only re- that's the only way they can put it out. Eh? Weird, no? Paring American pickle wala sa ano sa HBO Ma- uh, HBO Go. Really? But huh. yeah, strange. But um. Yeah, okay. HBO's making a comeback. Actually, HBO Max, I know it, but it was very disappointing to everyone, apparently. Um, and it was because of the the tech, like the mm. interface. Oh, they, they, they were just like, kind of like, it's great library, but parang nobody knows how to get around it. Right, so, right. Somebody asked me what the difference is between HBO Go and HBO Max. Uh, so HBO Max is, uh, I know. Yeah, it's the SVOD of uh, the subscription video on demand platform of Warner Brothers. So that's uh, Wizarding World, that's DC, that's... I mean, even though DC has their own for some weird reason. Um, it's gonna it's, die. It's they a catch They basically announced it's uh, gonna... Well, because they, they had a wave of layoffs in DC Universe, so basically everyone's saying it's gonna die. Did Jeff Johns get laid off? Sana. No, he's... <laughs> ano, eh, he's not DC Universe, eh, para, and DC, enter, or DC or Warner Entertainment. Na siya, eh, uh, even, even more so. <laughs> <laughs> And all the all the black and white classics, all the movie classics of Warner's is also in Max? the HBO Max. Oh, good yeah. offering, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so far, HBO Max is not available in Asia, correct? Not just yet. Yeah, no, I think the foreign licenses are an issue. But there's been like just the past weekend, but there was some strange news. Like for example, HBO Max got Search Party. That was early on. They got Search Party from TBS, and then this week they got. Nora from Queens, they got the other two, and Southside from Comedy Central. And then Comedy Central canceled two shows that it already gave renewals to. So parang, I don't know if Comedy Central is having its own meltdown right now. Eh. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't Join like... the rest of the world with a meltdown. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, like, to your point earlier, the good thing is at least the, the most of the HBO Max originals, like the um, Anna Kendrick, Show uh, Love Life, you know, it's uh, yeah, Love Life is, you know, it's um, it's on HBO Go Asia, mm. um, yeah. so so perfect, at least, at least, yeah, you yeah. Know, for 150 or 
120 but you, you get to watch a lot of these shows yeah it's really worth it guys if you're not on hbo go and you're still thinking of another streaming service to subscribe to HBO Go talaga for me. It, it's so worth it. And this episode will tell you why palang. Um, let, let's start with, with Lovecraft Can- Country. Yes. I haven't seen it. I know you guys have. I think uh, Clark, okay. Well, go ahead. I think, I think you like I it more know. than I do. Yeah, well, I did. I, I'm ano, I, parang I just had to recalibrate my um, expectations. Because <laughs> right, one of my... Ano, um, quarantine reads is uh, no, Call of Cthulhu, which is H.P. Lovecraft. So I had no idea that um, Lovecraft Country was going to happen. And I also had no idea that there was actually a real book called Lovecraft Country. Um, and so I was really getting into H.P. Um, Lovecraft's writing, which is very different from Lovecraft Country. <laughs> because his, his writing is very, I uh, know, it's... I know it, right? um, ancient gods. It's it's all very uh, a little sublime, a little gothic, a little yeah. a little more subtle. And then you you, yeah, you have Lovecraft Country. Um, I totally forgot that it was Jordan Peele and Abrams. But when you watch it, it's it's, it's obvious. Jordan <laughs> <and> Abrams, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's them. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's almost saktong split between the two of them, diba? Right? The, the, parang, the yeah. pilot is almost like the pilot of Lost in a way with the monsters in the forest but then racism angle <laughs> yeah which is I know, which is the most uh, I guess impressive or the most interesting thing for me yun nga, yung parang definitely the, yeah and I didn't even know yung mga sundown counties mm-hmm. like apparently by sundown I know, uh, African Americans can't be in certain counties diba Oh, but so, I'm like, holy shit! What is this? What do you mean, like in in sundown? Uh, yeah, by, when, by, when, by, uh, when the sun sets. Oh, by sundown. Um, I know this was. Ano ba to? Is this sixties or earlier pa? Fifties. Uh, yeah, because so, he came from Korean War. Eh? Mm. So. Wait, what's the what is the show about? Um, so what is it's, the summary synopsis? <laughs> so it's uh, this guy. I mean, I, Jonathan Majors, who is who is great. Um, you you might know him from I know, Last Black Man um, in San Francisco. Oh, he was the best part. Of yeah, that movie. Mm-hmm. and then I know he was in uh, the the Five Bloods, right? yep. um, as the son of um, was it Delroy Lindo? Um, yeah. yeah. So so he is um, his dad disappears. I think, and there's a lot of hints. That the dad um, went to this town that that H.P. Uh, Lovecraft I think based um, Arkham on um, in in his stories and so he goes with uh, his childhood friend um, who who just happens to be a very attractive person he hasn't seen since high school and <laughs> um, his uncle Deva right? and then and then you know, yeah. they go they go to this um, to this county. And then you know weird, weird. Well, at first it's super racist. So um, uh, they, they they go to a restaurant. The server doesn't want to serve them, and apparently calls the cops. The cops like or or the clan, and then the clan comes and kind of shoots shoots at them. Um, and then you know, the, they run into a cop who's like, "This is a sundown county. You have five minutes till the sun sets," and like chases them out of the town. But <laughs> yun pala. There are monsters as well, so bang. that's that's pretty much. The, <laughs> it's like the, the first <laughs> half of the show was was done by Jordan Peele, and then the last 
10-15 minutes for JJ Abrams. Abrams. Even though they were just producers, uh, this was like the brainchild of Misha Green. Yeah, and it was Sakheim ata who directed. Tama si Daniel Sakheim ba yung director ng ah no no it's sad it's sad. Um, but but yeah, it very much feels like those two and doesn't really feel Lovecraftian at all. <laughs> so parang Stranger Things. Uh, yeah, why do you say that? Ano yun? Di ba parang there there's a part there were where they're being chased by alien-looking monsters. Um, so it's that kind. It's that kind of like, it's like more action fantasy. Than, okay. I know. But hmm. but Ramon, why didn't why do why did you say na parang you were whelmed lang? I think uh, because I didn't watch it uh, the day it came out, uh, and then I saw so many people tweeting about it, and so I think it just got overhyped. Sahen, I didn't dislike it. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. But parang. For the hype it had online, I was, I guess, expecting more. Also, I don't know, but because I was also thinking while watching it, na, I, I was parang getting deja vu. It, it, it felt la, a lot like the Watchmen pilot. Um, oh. and, but in general, because HBO pilots have this certain look and structure. Even the Perry Mason one, you, you sort, of, yes. sort of feel it. Um, yeah. So... I'm I'm interested in it, but I wasn't like super like for me actually the scariest part was the racists, eh? and then mm-hmm. um and then the best part of the episode is this amazing montage where they're traveling from Chicago to the north east right because they're going towards mm-hmm. ka, Connecticut area yun, eh? or Massachusetts actually because mm-hmm. that's where Lovecraft country is and then uh, so that that road trip was an amazing montage set to a speech by James Baldwin and then they were recreating famous Jim Crow photographs of the era. So it was like a really yeah, that was nice. super artful, excellent montage. No, para, para siyang, ano, although, yeah, it, it, it does feel like an HBO ano, uh, premiere or HBO pilot. Parang it's still parang hindi on brand. Parang, um, you can feel na talaga na, ah, okay, they're really, ano, they're really starting to HBO max this shit up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ano, mas mas wider talaga yung even wider than than Game of Thrones kasi at least yung Game of Thrones may incest and all that. But, <laughs> but I mean I, that's it, the hook, right? <laughs> but ito um you kind of already feel na they're, they're really going for like a populist uh, or a popular um audience or or a more tentpole kind of thing. Yeah. It's an interesting mix diba? kasi you have the parang sort of high-minded of having a James Baldwin speech being your soundtrack and then <laughs> but it's still based on a very pulpy book right? like the intro is like a mishmash of all these sci-fi tropes in a dream sequence that looks like they recycled the World War One set of Perry Mason actually but so <laughs> and I was also talking with, uh, with Vinny friend of the pod about how it didn't feel very Lovecraft because he likes to write his writing style is he likes to write around describing something because he can't put, uh, you know, parang the existence of these creatures into words. Pero ito, Abrams na Abrams, then you see all these creatures, tapos may tryptophobia sa design ng creatures. And then, <laughs> so, it's like, okay, this is very, it's still very pulpy and, you know, and, uh, and very genre, I guess. Oh, may, may magka-fanfic, ano, no? Like, yung, yung nga yung first scene, palang may alien na, eh. <laughs> may, yeah. may UFO ship. Yeah, may, may like, Cthulhu okay, na, diba? This is not a Lovecraft. <laughs> Uh, and I think it is very much fan fiction, eh? Because 
diba? I mean, curiously, one of the more interesting things is the main characters are all black. And Lovecraft is famous kasi as a homophobe and racist. So parang just sort of trying mm-hmm. to take back those, uh, those, I guess, those things he contributed to science fiction and horror and fantasy and, and parang centering it on the people he hated is an interesting move already. Is it, on a scale of 1 to 10, how scary is this? Nah. Uh, I'm a 4. Yeah, I was going to say 5, maybe. Stranger Things, honestly. Parang, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, mas nakakatakot pa yung white people. That's one of the things I was thinking while watching. Parang, this is taking too long for white people to start dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there a trend amongst HBO content to make it very race focused right now? Especially this year, I noticed. Uh-oh. Or starting with Watchmen last year. And then by Perry Mason pa, eh, diba? May... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then well the, the stuff that we're gonna talk about. Huh? Well, that's a good segue, actually, Mel. <laughs> but wait, Lovecraft Country stream or skip for everyone who is debating. I'll be watching. The... Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if I'll continue watching it on a weekly basis. In Isipkom, I might just um, wait till the season's done like I did with Perry Mason, because that really paid off. Right. Yeah, para siyang pang binge, no? Actually. <laughs> and then we segue naman to Perry Mason. Ooh. Fun fact, I thought Perry Mason was Columbo. So I was <laughs> like, this is so different from what's in my head. <laughs> yeah, ako naman, I thought he was Matlock. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes to show that you don't know who Perry Mason is. Ang tatandaan na natin, guys. Ako naman. Mas matanda pa si Perry Mason, so at least. Okay pa tayo. Pero Perry Mason. Okay, who can give the... Ramon, please give a background on Perry Mason. No, I mean, I was gonna say lang. When I was a kid, I sort of remember my parents watching it. So when I started watching this one, I was like, why is he a detective? I thought he was like a lawyer who kept shouting. That's all, that's all I remember from my childhood. So I was like, why why does this why is this more like you know a PI noir from the fifties? And then yun nga, parang what it is pala is it's like an origin story, right? It's like the yeah. Casino Royale of uh, of Perry Mason. So it's about this, <laughs> um, it's about this war vet who, who parang basically moonlights as a private investigator while he's trying to save his family's farm, but you know. Uh, events get out of hand and circumstances beyond his control compel him to uh, become something more nuts. Charot. <laughs> but, I was actually a bit uh, reluctant to start the show because the the initial the initial news from Twitter was it, it's too violent, it's it's too it's more style over substance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know, thank God we have the Facebook group of the Enslate Facebook group who we had we had a few fans of Perry Mason and they said you guys should watch it and um, yeah, Vinny thank again, you everyone for saying that. Mm-mm. And Jay, um, who else? Ortega. Yeah, a bunch, a bunch of people. A bunch of them. Yeah, um, I, I've never seen Matthew Reese in action. To be very honest with you guys, and didn't you watch the oh post? Oh my God, I'm so in. Yeah, but I don't remember him. Or the girl's about, episode where he's yeah. the, no, the predator. I love that. Yeah. I really do not remember this guy. This is the first time that he's like Made an impression. held me in his hands and just told me to watch. So you didn't watch, watch Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? Minutes. No, I haven't seen it. Okay. It's on Netflix now. <laughs> but no, but because of this show, now I'm watching The Americans. Oh, thank God. I'm just in love with this man. 
Ako naman si Tatiana Maslany. Maslany, yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, but yun, I haven't, I mean, I'm, of course, I'm aware of Orphan Black. Uh, of Yeah. And um, and how great she is there because of Anne Curtis's tweets. But <laughs> um, yun, super nagulat ako na parang, galing, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, ang galing ng girl na to. Yeah. Actually, I have to yeah. say, every uh-huh. single actor in this is like delivering a masterclass. Like it's one of John Lithgow's best performances and this is just after yeah. his In a his long crown, time. Huh? In a very long time, yeah. At si, ano, no? Si Lily Taylor, parang. Oh, it's like, oh. Blast from the past. Valerie Solanas. Oh, parang, it's like, si Joe lies yun. Why is she the mom of the Parang from the conjuring, eh. It's feel old, doesn't it? Yeah. Parang Lily Taylor's playing a mom to a 20-year-old. Or is it T-1000, di ba, si Robert Patrick? Oh, di ba? Holy crap. You know, I had to Google who he was, who the actor was playing the dude. Oh, And then yeah. it said Robert Patrick. Holy cow. And then, and then of course, the secret weapons of HBO. Na naka, na naka, <laughs> na naka-stable, naka-stable na sa kilala is Shea Wiggum hey, and Stephen Root. Shea Wiggum has a special place in my heart talaga. I, I, think, I think he's the best that guy right now the best is, character actor yeah he's he's always he always elevates anything he's in it and this is oh. it, it makes sense because this is this feels like the crew kasi that parang there I, I have this theory that probably isn't true but there's like a team of people who have been operating at HBO since the Sopranos and then they went from the Sopranos yeah. to Boardwalk Empire and then dapat, <laughs> dapat from Boardwalk Empire it was going to be vinyl but that was cancelled after one season and then now, I guess they're on. They were on Perry Mason, because it's uh, it's uh, yeah. Tim Gretchen Mall. Yeah, Gretchen Mall was so there. Much. Shea Wiggum. <laughs> a Tim surprise appearance from the main, ano, from the grave. Yeah. So. And may may ano din eh, the wire kids naman. Meron <laughs> din Meron oh. wire people. <laughs> they they Pero, go to like yeah, oh, so David Simon talaga. Oh. <laughs> so kung baga may Viber group itong mga HBO alumni and they said. Guys, we have a project. Are Uh-oh. you guys free? Gang, yeah. gang. My idea is Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, this was this show is executive produced by RDJ himself. And, and his wife, wife. yeah. And mm-hmm. his wife, Susan. Susan Downey. Um, it's uh, The budget is crazy, don't you think? Yeah. Gorgeous. I, yeah, I wasn't surprised. I, I thought, actually, because I don't look at trailers or anything, and I wasn't interested in this. I thought it was like a modernizing of uh, Perry Mason. <laughs> and then, so parang one of those, parang, ah, okay, Perry Mason in the 2020s. Uh, pero, yo, yo, parang, <laughs> no first scene, and then, and like, oh, okay, it's, uh, and then, and then the, that baby with the oh thing. So, oh, man. It's <laughs> like, what am I watching? <laughs> I know. I was telling, I was watching with Bianca, and then she was, Oh, what's this about? Oh, it's about a lawyer. Tapos imagine yun yung first scene. Oh my God. Grabe, nakatrauma yun. So, I don't know. Like, uh, is it um, is it better binge or is it better one once a week? I don't know what your definition of binge kasi is. Kasi for me, a binge for at most I'll go is three episodes. Not like tuloy-tuloy. Yeah, not no, tuloy I, I, not tuloy tuloy, but but maybe like I'm I'm actually not done, but I started Monday, ba? Uh, right. uh, I'm in episode. I'm about to start episode six. Mm, okay, well you're in the back half mm-hmm. now, yeah. But uh, ako, I I enjoyed it as yeah. a binge, I guess, because although you can st- structurally the season can be sort of cleaved in half, eh? 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it starts becoming the more familiar Perry Mason in, this, in the back half. So I, I appreciated and I was able to just go through the journey sort of in, in two big gulps. Mm-mm. I think I just have to warn people who are expecting like a Game of Thrones-ish show where there's a lot of twists and a lot of shock value or if it's like a game changer of sorts. But like I, I told people who when I recommended the show is it's not it's not like that. It's not going to shock you. It's not going to surprise you. But I love how it's like it's it's comfort food. It It's so consistent mm-hmm. how it, it, it goes with the story and the acting and the the production design and, and especially the photography. I love how yeah. how it's it's such a loving tribute to noir. And if you're a fan of noir, this is it. This is the best show you're gonna see this year for me. Yeah, it's it's amazing production value. And um, I've been when I describe it sometimes to people, it's like I say it's like a cross. It's a cross between like Chinatown, LA Confidential, and then it starts That's perfect. And then it starts becoming LA Law. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect description right there. Pero, yeah, I mean, nice. but it's it, it's also kasi, because of the PI elements, so there's also a procedural part to it. Eh, but there's investigations. Oh, I so love it's super, it. yeah, super mm-hmm. wheelhouse natin. Na, parang, I love this. <laughs> parang, and just, I love parang, this. Just please, and then, please without feed the, me. Ano, of DNA, without the advantages yes. of, of or, modern technology. And cellular so phones, di ba? There's no DNA. There's no, there's no um, footage. There's nothing. Talagang... Yeah. Galang, love it. <laughs> and I also appreciated yeah. na parang it's a franchise that's known and beloved to people, but not to me. So I was like watching, like what, trying to figuring out, um, like watching Skyfall, kunyare. Now you don't, you have no idea who Miss Money Penny is. And then you're just figuring out, ah, okay, this person's gonna be important para, diba? Like the, yeah. the, the, black inba- the black policeman who becomes one of their teammates, quote unquote, later on. And then. Um, but they had to recast that because the original one, of course, he was white. The, his character. They had to. Well, I don't know if they had to recast, but they just re reimagined they the character. Diversified it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but still, when you hear the character's name, I think the the real fans are gonna like their ears are gonna prick up, right? And then, like mm-hmm. the the one the lawyer friend of um, the secretary slash assistant. Um, that even his introduction, yeah, even his introduction is like, oh, this guy's gonna be important later on, and then, ah, okay, in the in the later on, he's gonna be sort of the nemesis of of Perry Mason because he's going to become the DA. And uh, the final, the final um, HBO show that we want to talk about is I May Destroy You. I May Destroy You. Yeah, oh, yes. I'm so in love with mm-hmm. this show. Galing, galing. It's uh, it's finally really, done. A synopsis for synopsis, because I think oh, I don't think na, a lot of people synopsize. saw this. <laughs> no, na, eh, Cork. Sino- synopsis. Um, well, it's uh, it's uh, this um hip uh, Twitter writer, uh, kind of like millennial writer, is suddenly well, is is commissioned to do um her second book, but but by by a real publisher, right? Her first book was kind of like online, um and. In the process of of writing this, she she gets so distracted, um, and one of one of those nights where she's distracted, takes drugs, um, gets high, uh, drinks a lot, but she realizes that she was uh, uh, raped um, during that night, and so um, which which sets her down on a on a journey to, about kind of like consent and um, 
boundaries, relationships and boundaries. And yeah, the distinction between liberation and exploitation. Yeah. Wow. Grab it. You know, just leaning in the IMDb page. I'm on the IMDb. I'm on the IMDb page right now. These are all your words. No, that, 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 just that last part that made you say wow is from IMDb. <laughs> so, I have been dying to talk about the show. And thank God HBO finally aired the episodes. Yes. At the finale. Because it's BBC. Mm-hmm. No, it's see British. Yeah. British BBC. Um, why did you guys love this? Say uh, it. Okay. For me, lang it was just so refreshing. I think I mentioned earlier in previous episodes how it was um, this this slice of London or UK life that you don't really see because it's an all black mm-hmm. or all people of color cast, and then um, it's the teens. It's the teens. And then yeah, mm-hmm. but it's also very incredibly stylish in terms of how it's shot. Uh, how how the writing and the dialogue is how the how the songs chosen for the soundtrack are and then of course how thorny and complex and complicated the characters and situations are there's it's very complex it's not black and white um it it makes you struggle with parang what if you know you're you're always compelled to be on the side of the survivor of abuse but what if that person themselves has their own, you know, right. negative traits. But they can be bad friends. They could be taking advantage of other people's, you know, or they can just become sort of big-headed by, you know, uh, getting too much into, uh, I guess, the echo chamber of social media. So it, it grapples with so many different topics, and it does it elegantly without being, uh, without flinching, I guess, and and being able to present. A main character can be unlikable and yet still has valid points. So it makes you sit with a lot of seemingly contradictory things, but they're all staying together in one group of friends. Um, I I actually love the fact also that this uh, this show isn't even about it wasn't even about catching a rapist. That wasn't even the main point of the yeah. show. It, it was really like the journey of of um, Michaela Mm-mm. of Arabella. Yeah. It, it was her journey and her friend's journey dealing with, with abuse and boundary setting and and just trying to come to terms with them and their abuse, for lack of a better word. I just, yeah. I was just, I think this was the first show this year. This first, thir- and for a 30-minute show, it's so bigot, don't you think? Yeah, so dense. Um, at the, it's so dense and at the end of the show, you're, you have to unpack it. Yeah. Because yeah. of, what did I just watch? What messages... Should I, should I, did I get, and it's just so layered. There's so many layers of, of storytelling that you really can't just watch it once and then move on to the next. It's not, for me, the show is not binge, yeah. bingeable. Yeah, it's, it's too I'm heavy. I'm showing Lena Dunham how it's done talaga. <laughs> why um, is Girls getting so much hate? I loved Girls. I don't know why. Am I in the minority? <laughs> I no, loved I think, Girls. No, my, my thing, I guess, with Girls is I think it makes itself up to be more important or more profound than it is. Uh-huh. Like, it's not like, profound. <laughs> it's not, because it's not, it's right? Not. Like, like if you just see profound. it as a, a show about whiny white girls, then that's that's it. That's the, the I perfect. always saw it well, as sex in the city in college. Yeah, but but I mean, because the Lina is so I know outspoken on, on social media and uh, okay, always... Okay, fine. I don't, then, okay. then it kind of like 
she she tries to make it more important than but there there are great episodes including and especially the the Matthew Reese episode oh. actually that that we were just talking about but I think um, what's so great about uh, I may destroy is it kind of it kind of even downplays its messages diba? parang um, I remember I kept on laughing nung nung first episode because you know she was like high as fuck when she was meeting with her agents <laughs> diba? parang, and then she was like typing and and then when she <laughs> read it parang makes no sense and then you have that basically six frames of her being raped and then yep. parang oh my god like if I hadn't seen that then you know I'd just be you know laughing throughout the night but now I can't diba? I'm unhinged and I can't focus because of that that small detail so I'm, Ang galing eh. It's so... Yun nga, parang it doesn't really make judgment calls. It doesn't... Um, it doesn't preach. And, yeah. Um, and it actually... Uh, the gray areas. The, 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 the thing about that episode with her... her about her dad. And, um, uh-huh. you know, how she was uh, daddy's girl. But yun pala, there was this something. And she only realized right. it then. And yeah, yeah. Parang galing eh. It's just... Oh, or yeah. when they go back in high school, <laughs> that whole episode for me was so it, it's getting the alliance. Who, who am I supposed to side, diba? Because everyone is an abuser and everyone is abused. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really remarkable. Also, the casting of those younger versions of themselves is also so good oh, actors. But yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing how it shakes the laga your preconceived notions of what survivors are, of what uh, abusers are, and then. It also, in a way, it, there's almost a, a trick there eh, where it's like, oh, you think you're pro this, but then they'll show you how that can be toxic in itself, diba? Right? And then, Super. and then the flashbacks, the table, yeah, and the flashbacks yeah. also show like how, parang some how it can be carried from childhood, yung parang internalized trauma na, oh, you you don't even realize there's all these other subtle or different forms of abuse that are taking place now we become sort of conditioned to accept as oh it's just something that happens it is what it is churu, churu. so yeah i mean it's even even with even among the three friends you 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 there are moments where you find out things about terry you find out things about kwami when he was trying to sleep with a straight woman although right. mm-hmm. even the straight woman that he was trying to sleep with is not unproblematic herself because she was sort of fetishizing black dudes also so it's mm-hmm. it's so complex and so wonderfully layered so ah it's just astounding as a work of writing but also everything else is like great the directing the acting yeah no it, it kind of in a weird way reminds me of transparent or what transparent was kind of going for or, or season one right? yeah. the, just just the you 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 end um Parang, ano, you woke up, <laughs> woke mm-hmm. up, you're woke up after watching it, uh, and in the best way, not not because someone is telling you this is what it is and performative that and um gonna talk and all these catchphrases, but more it's like w- you start to really question your decisions that you made in life and how yeah. you look at issues, diba? Oh, and also being, yeah. I guess, more empathetic, diba? Parang not just mm-hmm. not just being insular and looking within, but also paying attention to the the trauma of other people around you and how it exists, I guess, within a, a system that can be dismantled somehow. I don't know. Um, do you think it's fair that it's being compared as this year's Fleabag? Who's doing that comparing? 
<laughs> a lot of breasts, of course. Huh? Yeah, well, I guess it's with the ano kasi, diba? parang singular voice uh, yeah. writer, it's a tour writer de force. slash actor slash creator, British, I, I am guessing, uh, comedy, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a fair um, comparison. Um, yun, yun nga, I think... I because then and I I've made this comparison in my mind and then you know realize kung parang parang unfair yun kay Phoebe Waller-Bridge because um diba, it, it it I know I mean the story gets really serious um in the middle diba, yeah. and and so parang tuloy it it kay sometimes some people might say oh now ano uh PWB's politics pales in comparison but i but she wasn't going for that yeah uh, it's different uh, tar parang different targets or different intentions mm-hmm. i would say it's the same yeah. uh, i would say the same actually also about even like going back no to even with girls na parang it's not just about whiny rich entitled women they had other things then but definitely if you just look at the cast but even while the show was on the air they were already parang taken to task na parang there are no black characters in this show. And then right. if you have another, when you watch something uh, na is so, I guess, out of what we're presented with or what we're familiar with, an entirely black cast, essentially, uh, then you, you parang suddenly see, oh, wow, there's this whole parang, it's like turning your head and then there's like a whole other view pala. But you're standing mm-hmm. in the same place. Nice. Nicely put. Thanks. <laughs> but we also do love Ben. Yeah. <laughs> the white man in and the then, show. Oh, <laughs> man. I loved him. They never comment on that. And that was actually the whole sh- series. I was like, oh my God, are they pre- are they prepping some kind of bad twist? But they just never say anything about how nice Ben is. He's just the, the one white person who's worth a damn in the show. <laughs> but I just love that in, in episode 12, the final episode, he had more scenes. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's do a spoiler alert now because we, I think we should discuss that it's one yeah, of the then. best finales I've, I've ever seen. Yep. yep. Grabe. Yeah, it really took yep. it to a it different you, level. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. It, I was gobsmacked uh, the first time I saw that. No, no, the ending is... Gra- and the last, the last scene, the last... The, the, the beach one... Parang, because you're kind of like hoping, you're hoping and you're not hoping. But when, when shit gets really weird, um, when, when they um, basically roofie the, the, the rapist and, and they start beating him up, parang, I think it was at that point that I was like, I love this, but I hope this is not happening on the show. And then bigla na lang change. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then I'm like, "What the hell just happened?" But again, let's keep watching. Because it, it feels so too sa- satisfying for a show like I may destroy you. Yeah. So I was like, oh, "I'm so happy this is happening," but I know you know it's better for the show if it doesn't. And yeah. sure enough. <laughs> but then it also so. makes you think now. Oh, okay. Where, where where it starts to become? Because on the first on the first surface level, you're just. Alio at the whole audaciousness of the style of it, diba? But when it really starts sinking in the impact na, oh my God, this is what survivors go through. These are the fantasies that they have, diba? For closure, yeah, for yes. revenge. That's when it really oh, starts to sit on. on your chest and you're like, holy crap, this thing is just hammering home so hard. Yeah. And for the viewer, she presents all these endings for you. Yeah. What do you prefer? This? <laughs> this? 
or mm-hmm. ultimately the one that she gave at the very end. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um and I uh, know like the, the when when suddenly he changes the uh, acting and the si, ang galing niya si villain man. Super perpetrator. <laughs> yeah. Um the, 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 which I love the that weird sequence where suddenly it, it becomes like surreal and then uh-huh. they're like dancing. Are they becoming friends? Yeah. Oh, parang, yeah. Are they making him sympathetic? The, yeah. Yeah. So, um, parang ano, like, like you know, you know, okay, there's there's a pattern. This is gonna this is gonna be a series of like Groundhog Day type things. But again, like like with Palm Springs, but parang they circum she circumvents that and she you know kind of like turns it on its head and says something just really beautiful with with it in in thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was and, wondering, uh. uh why, wh- which part is the procedural part? When are, when are they booking him? Because now you're so used to the, the tropey. Okay, they caught the guy. They She named the rapist. This is what's supposed to be. But I love how the show just unexpectedly shows you, nope, we're not going to end that way. We're mm-hmm. just going to end it this way. And this is my statement. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the what's your interpretation of the, of the final shot, of the final two minutes of the show? Oh. Where she's floating in the Italian ocean, seaside, and looking straight at the camera. I don't, I don't know kung ano eh, if it's a flash. Because that, that kind of happens at the end of the Italy episode, right? Where she's, ano, um, where she kind of just falls asleep. In, Which is in, my favorite episode, FYI, uh, yeah. in the whole series. Um, I hate that guy, though. <laughs> Diageo. Uh, and... Um, you know, if you don't know, I don't know if, if she got over it by, by doing that or parang um, uh, it's it's a a throwback to to her overcoming that diba? Uh, th- that that terrible moment with uh, with Biagio and and kind of like okay this this is m- me doing this again but for that bigger issue, um, mm. but I, I I like that it's not clear to me. Parang I wanna. Accept the mystery and just, kayo. You remind. I think. Well, for me, it was just sort of a declaration of like, you know, parang there are no easy answers, and thus, this for something like this, right? For an attack like this, there are no, there's no real sort of closure. You know, it becomes there's no easy way to parang wrap up the events in a bow and stop talking about them. It's gonna stay with you forever, and then you kind of just have to sort of surrender and and learn to live with it. Yeah, pretty much how I feel. It is what it is. It's the inception of endings. The Irishman. Yeah. Of, of TV endings. Um, is there going to be a season two? I hope she not. Said, I don't... Yeah, parang no, no. Parang, yeah, parang she mean, Phoebe Waller bridged it. <laughs> and HBO is not demanding a season two. Or they can't because she owns the rights and all the. I'm sure they'd love creative. it, but yeah, ultimately it's up to her. I think, like even with Fleabag, naman she didn't uh, intend for there to be a season two until until an idea came to her. Na, and I hope I'm not spoiling, pero matagal na natin, pero kasapan, but un- <laughs> until the idea that the priest would catch her looking at the audience occurred to her, mm-hmm. that's when she realized, oh shit, I can write a season two. Parang ganon. So if something as good as that compels her enough to like okay let's continue with these characters then yeah i'm game for it but it's such a self-contained such a great season 
na, yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not jonesing for a season two. Mm-hmm. Quit when you're ahead. Even the actress of CEO said, I, I would be very surprised if there was season two of this show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And HBO, this is just good stuff. I'm just so happy that I have a subscription to be able <laughs> to see all of this. Do you have a really? preference, Mel, between this or, uh, or Fleabag? I honestly, I actually enjoyed this more because I felt that this said more important things socially. Um, it was more relevant to the times. It, there was more even diversity mm-hmm. in the cast. Um, I just, I, in Fleabag, to be very honest, although I love the show, there were certain episodes where I'm like, ah, it's just a filler. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, talagang, I, I was so riveted. And it was so deep. The messages were so deep. You know, it's so layered. It's there's like soil and there's sediment. There's <laughs> iba, iba, iba yung layers talaga that you just have to keep digging and digging and digging. And the poetry and, of the show, kasi ano, like like yeah, yung um there was one episode where like uh, a ghost is hanging above her bed. <laughs> oh my gosh! Shempre <laughs> ultra duwag me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parang yeah, to make swings. Parang I think ano like it, this takes bigger swings. Um, and, and I'm very Absolutely. Uh, bigger yeah. swings and even bigger risks with its yeah. its message, uh, abuse, etc. It's just a braver show, and I I applaud it oh. wholeheartedly. So, so that, yeah, that was the end of our HBO section. HBO, please sponsor us. Oh, <laughs> man! <laughs> just want to say we love you, yeah. HBO. Give us more boxes <laughs> or subscriptions. Yeah. Grabe talaga yung HBO. I mean, like, you you have to give it to them, right? It's almost 10 years now since House of Cards, I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, and two years will be 10 years since House of Cards. But HBO, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, that's the end of cable. But HBO really, I know, kind of like... No, even, even when Game of Thrones ended, a lot mm-hmm. of pundits were saying, oh, that's it, that no one's gonna watch HBO anymore. Well, guess mm-hmm. what, guys? Yeah. Grabe. Galing. I mean, when, when stuff like AMC fell by the wayside, I know HBO's stand strong. <laughs> but I remember we were talking about how it was weird, Ghana, my DC Universe, tapas my HBO. And then, and, and, and then there was Max. But at least now, I think with Max doing what we thought they would, which is to kind of embrace the basic Warner Brothers empire and become their own sort of Disney Plus, then. You see how deep, because even within HBO, you see how deep that bench of great material is. Eh? Like, uh, so Tara was telling me actually the other day, na parang, uh, in, in, case you, in case none of you have seen it, The Nick is also on HBO Go, I think. So mm-hmm. that's just from Cinemax, pa, remember? So yeah. parang, uh, and then, yeah. So, and then of course, all going all the way back to like The Sopranos and their original material films from then, the stand-up stuff. Where before HBO was known for like boxing pay-per-views, diba? Yeah. Boxing. Yeah. <laughs> so, good on you, HBO. <laughs> and now, yeah, Apple Plus. Apple Plus with their uh, promising future. Yeah. Um, I didn't think... Apple Plus was what I thought would not uh, go anywhere. Um, and so far, my favorite movie of the year is from Apple Plus. Um, and, you know, the, this show that we really love is from Apple Plus. And now... Boy State. Wait, what? Yeah. What were you? What are you talking about? Movie <laughs> of the year. Be- Beastie Which Boys. Boys. <laughs> oh, what is it? Greyhound. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Greyhound, to be honest. 
Magandang yeah. Greyhound Quark. Oh, I sige, actually sige. have it in my short list. Actually, <laughs> my speak, very short, short list. Interestingly, speaking of lang, Greyhound and Boys State were the movies I watched during this quarantine na I really wish I saw in a theater with other people. Kasi Ako talaga Greyhound. Grabe yung highs and lows ng Boys State for me eh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Boys State. I've never seen so many white people ever. I feel like everybody has a secret underlying need for bipartisanship. So anyway, let's so, go with your let's go with Mel's synopsis. Go. Oh, okay. So it's a documentary um, that follows a week in a, the yeah a week in um, a boys camp in America, and it's pretty much a camp where they teach you how the uh, electorate works, how how people are voted into office, and it's set in Texas, which is a very conservative white state, and we follow the lives of of Ben of Robert, of um, Stephen Garza, our favorite. And <laughs> yeah, did, I miss, did I miss anyone? Renee. Eddie. Renee. Renee. Yeah. These, these guys who are just, well, obviously they're achievers in their own right, but they are also politically ambitious at 17 years old. And it's, um, while watching it, I just wish that it was something we had in the Philippines. I'm not even aware if we had something like that. But it's, a, it's an eye-opener, no? Yeah. On how politics works and even how it works in... Parang Lord of the Flies. Yeah. No, Poli- I was gonna... Politics. Yeah. G- galing nga eh. Kasi you, you do expect this... It very much reminds you of Lord of the Flies in the beginning. But it's also cool how, I know, um, how much they grow up, actually. Yeah. In, in a week. Diba? So it's like the opposite of Lord of the Flies. So parang, wow, they're so mature now. <laughs> galing. Except Ben, that dick. <laughs> yeah. So, Yeah. Um, so why is it your movie of the year, Quark? No, no, no. BC Boys Guys is my movie of the year. It's my oh, movie of the year. You also have... Uh, oh, there. Yeah, yeah. mine is your movie, movie of the year, the year Ramon. Well, um, you know, as, as I mentioned, the, they, they were, the filmmakers were so lucky with who they chose to follow because they were such interesting characters. There was so much drama, but they also had great footage, great shots. I'm curious how many units there were and if there were any characters that they mm. were following who turned, who parang didn't pan out. And weren't as right. interesting, and then they just completely dropped. Because even structurally, they actually introduce Ben, Stephen, and Robert. And then later on, suddenly, while they're in the middle of the first sort of election, someone starts speaking, and then they're so impressive. And then dun lang maglalabas yung name yeah. card mm-hmm. ni Renee. And like, wow, ganda mm-hmm. na. Parang, parang here's parang, parang surprise challenger emerging in the narrative. So even those touches, I really loved. I love the music. But also, you know, parang you really feel for Garza, I guess, who is um, such an idealist and a progressive. And to be... It's so earnest. Yeah, and to be that in this parang sea of toxic masculinity, na not even fully formed, it, but because they're just all like, they're all super anti-abortion, they're all super want to make love to their guns. <laughs> And, and then like, second, yeah, second amendment. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> wow, this is really, it's like talagang being being in the lion's den and then calling attention to the fact that you're not a lion. Diba? So, parang, mm-hmm. so it was so brave and then you follow that journey. And then even Ben, parang, such a politically minded guy, but parang also willing to just do oh. and say anything to get ahead. So parang, yeah, this is kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. 
Parang using his powers for bad. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, the moment he appeared on screen toting his Ro- Ronald Reagan doll, you knew that he was going to be the villain. The troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I ko naman parang, oh, I'll overcome my ano, disabilities. And, well, which he did naman. But, but parang ano, for good. <laughs> Pero ano talaga yun, shock and awe. Oh. Kept on repeating it pa. <laughs> to the point that, ano, like, to your point, Ramon, I think, I, I'm guessing that they were also focusing on one of the um federalists ba si yeah federalists si, si ben ano uh, yeah. and that person probably didn't uh, make it uh-huh. um to to governor you know so that's why see eddie came super late mm-hmm. with the title card of eddie but i think eddie is actually an okay guy from what i've seen of eddie I think Guapo naman siya. Huh? Magandang abs. Guapo siya. Oh, Maganda oh, abs niya. <laughs> Pero anti-ano eh. Anti-abortion yan eh. Saka, yeah. Second no, I mean, but, but the way no, he politicizes, diba? Parang the way, the way he plays, ano, the, the, the political right. game. Parang, parang okay naman siya. Parang gentleman. Itong si Ben talaga, ano. <laughs> Oh, he's the Harry Rocker of of Boys Town. I really think. <laughs> si Ben. So, talaga, oh! Si Ben mm-hmm. talaga. If this was a fictional movie, tapos matanda, tapos adult sila lahat. Si Ben talaga si ano eh, si John Turturro, de ba? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is Ben true. the Tracy Flick? Um, is he the Tracy mm, Flick? No, no way. I think I think not. Because eh. yeah. he's mabait parin si Tracy. Eh. Pero si Robert is basically Paul Peanut. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, mo Paul Metzler talaga si, you know, si si Robert. And I love him. I love oh. him for like even when he reads his speeches, it's very Paul Metzler. For those who haven't seen election by the way, please do watch it. Please oh. watch it. <laughs> I'm not really pro abortion. That's what everyone that such wants a, to hear. Yeah, that is such a great scene. <laughs> parang parang, you know, parang unlike Stephen, he was willing to pay, compromise yeah. or just that would been, I, I feel like it would have been such an interesting move then if he like saw he was losing and then decided to go the other way and then say yeah I'm actually you know for not the man no one's like super for abortion but just you know pro choice yeah no it's so cute the when when they were getting the signatures. Because ano talaga si bro talaga si ano si eh, Robert uh, Robert yeah <laughs> si Rob <laughs> may, may may rhyming ano de ba uh, someone can be lala vote for someone vote for Rob oh <laughs> 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 ang haba ng slogan niya na and then the other people in the group are like I love that yung uh, yeah yung stupid brainstorms hindi ni parang si ano si uh, young kid who looks like a 50 year old is like, I don't oh. know, man. I mean, it's like, yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite thing I've been Bianca, yung mga ano, yung supporting cast, yung mga, <laughs> yung mga f- fat boy fans, ni ano. <laughs> Did you read that letterbox review? Which one? No, I haven't seen this movie, but one of the boys bullied me, so fuck ah, yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, saw yeah. that. <laughs> I wonder who. Um, Pero, yeah, I mean that, that sequence where they were getting all the signatures so that they could be eligible to run for governor. That's another sequence that I love, and it's sort of one of the other reasons I really love the movie. Is like it 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 compresses parang the high school experience into this one week. Oh, yung yes. parang yeah. how to make friends, how to do it fast, where can you sit at lunch, de ba? Parang how do you approach people, and then you see how awkward it is with sila Ben 
with Steven, and even if they know who especially they are. Steven. Yeah. Especially Steven, because you're rooting for him. Yeah. And you're like, how is this guy gonna win this popularity game when he's not even talking? But did it make yeah. you guys also flash back to like going to a new school and meeting people for the first time? And like, oh shit, how do I how do I assimilate without standing out, without, you know, how do I make friends yeah. without Yeah. Galing. Yeah, and then uh, see, yung Ben in the ano, you know, in the cafeteria, yung para I hear you guys are crumbling, I hear the nationalists are a mess. That was Dina Shapinapan. So it's it's a great comedy actually. Also, yes. I think it works in so many levels. Um, Is uh, there a Philippine equivalent nga to a boys' state where people uh, learn processes? Wala, kasi... Nothing, nothing on that level, <laughs> Walang parties din kasi. I mean, I mean, oh, I don't true. know, LP and whatever, but... Um, yun nga, parang after a while, you realize, these guys don't stand for anything, these parties. Parang, parang ano lang, di ba? Barkadahan lang. Oo. Yeah. Eh, nagsisid yeah. nga yung last year, di ba? <laughs> yung resolution is, My... Texas will secede from the nation. <laughs> But now I'm at, th- th- was Bianca curious about a girl state because I was quite yeah. curious about what it would be like to be in a girl state, and it's mm-hmm. apparently uh, different in in some girl states. Like in some states, it's three days long and mm-hmm. it's all like sports fest long. So some of the some of the tweeter tweeters some of the tweets were like, "Hey, we're we weren't like that." <laughs> the boys still get a lot of the the good stuff. And then, but I also read that the filmmakers of Boy State were supposed to film this year in a good girl state, but because uh, COVID happened, oh. it got canceled. Yeah, I was curious about that because I'm sure it would be remarkably different. Although, parang as a project of the American Legion, I was wondering uh, why they are divided by, by gender, right? because parang to really reflect the electorate, they should be yeah. both together. Actually, correct. They would behave much and differently. Imagine the- Imagine I, the debates between the boys and the girls when they talk about abortion. Yeah, oh my God, because exactly. every time a boy spoke about being pro-abortion, I really was like, it's my body, guys. You can't decide whether <laughs> we keep this or not. If I was raped, gang, oh. gang, it's, it's so hard. It's such a tough topic. I don't know. No, I think the bad thing if they do a girl's state is that... Um, uh, the, the movie is that I know, uh, people are now very... Um, aware of boy state. I think if they shot it this year, Konare, then it wouldn't have had right. uh, the waves that it does now. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think there's going to be a lot of parang um, pandering to the camera, a lot of like people really want to just be the star of the. No, whereas I, I feel pangam in the making of boy state, um, a lot of people were. Why is there always a camera around Steven and Ben? <laughs> what, what's up yeah. with that? Diba? So. Um, now, now people are gonna be more about um, like like being the star of girl state. So sayang, sana to shot this year. But um, uh, yeah. I actually checked the Instagram account of the Federalists. <laughs> oh my god! After I watched Boys State. It's still and up. Now, yeah, it's still up. I'm Even the Renee, propaganda, huh? the Renee hate one, Dina, Well, no, that that's down. But uh, you see all the videos that they that were shown and more. On screen. Wow. Can I just... And if you guys... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that uh, Renee is such an interesting character. Like, 
Well, every time he was doing a talking head interview, I was loving it. <laughs> Whether it's him <laughs> saying, this is the most white people I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> diba? Or yung... Pero galing daw may, ano, no? Ben turned it around. Ako, cheering ako nun eh, nung, nung nag-raise siya ng hand. <laughs> diba? diba? And, and said, ano, couldn't uh, talk to people, Eddie. And then parang Ben comes in and like... <laughs> uh, makes it like you're you know, uh, impinging on our rights so, and you're being you know, galing. Wala. Republican na <laughs> Republican. Yeah. Pero, yeah. Guys, uh, if you guys didn't know, um, to our listeners, uh, Quark actually tweeted at Stephen Garza. Quark, what did you tweet? Yeah, I was, you know, I let me look for my tweet to Stephen. I think I just said uh, what, what we did after the, the film was we kind of like looked at everyone's social media accounts and and stuff and we saw... Garza's um, was a girlfriend, and I think he got COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. according to Lena. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, parang sobrang impressive talaga na ano, eh, Like this guy could really be something. So I think let me. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we're gonna see him definitely. You know, in the future, that's that would be so interesting if we have a whole documentary that's like the origin of someone who could be a big personality in politics later on because that, niya, I, because he'll have the footage yeah I mean I've never heard of Boys yeah. State diba? but that intro sequence where it was like oh Cory Booker Bill Clinton unfortunately Rush Limbaugh tapos <laughs> pa, you know, Dick Cheney <laughs> parang oh my god so it could go either way talaga yeah parang ano no parang iyak ko nang iyak eh, sa ending yung when you know, when people were just like saying how much he inspired them oh, yeah yeah, yeah. You know, it was like the, and then he, he was crying mom. not because he was sad but because he uh-huh. he you know like he, he really made a difference so parang so what I tweeted him was uh, we just want to let you know that your story you and your story has inspired everyone in the far reaches of the world nuts <laughs> and you give us hope in America yeah tapos biglang nag all lives matter tapos biglang all lives matter show dahil ako lang Stephen Garza, you are welcome to guess on Enslate. <laughs> we love you, man. <laughs> uh, ang ganda ng sequence then where he was talking to his mom on the phone. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Wishing, wishing them the best. <laughs> Except Ben. Whose who's big thing was, ano? Jumping was, out of a uh, skydiving. skydiving. Parang butipadli si Rob the ano, West Point. <laughs> si Eddie walang postscript. Oo nga. Wala eh, nga. kasi... <laughs> pretty boy lang ba siya? Baka he's just a pretty boy. A bland lang. Because I mean, as governor, you, nothing happens, right? You don't do anything. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's the culminating the whole point event is of getting the weekend. You don't quoted. really do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Grabe. Ang ganda pa na it came out right before the conventions. Oh, yeah. Solid. <laughs> so now I'm watching the DNC. Oh. I'm like, what's going on here? Where's the Steven Garza? But also, no, no. I love also that it kind of shines a light on how fragile or parang how kind of ridiculous a lot of these party platforms are. I mean, in the sense that, uh, oh, nga naman, why can't I be um, uh, pro climate change? I mean, pro. I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, why can't I be uh, proactive about climate change, but also love the Second Amendment. Why? Why do these things get bunched up together? Yeah. Right? Na parang, and, and they're all a construct. And then you see that with the Federalist platforms and the, ano, mm-hmm. parang, oh, nga, no, they're just like finding random stuff to just champion or not. Right? So they yeah. need they need to watch I May Destroy You. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So highly recommended, guys. Very much highly, so. Highly, highly recommended. <laughs> also, Greyhound, please watch. Okay. Highly recommended. <laughs> I will watch Greyhound. Um, and now... Oh, we're one hour in <laughs> with our intro. Got <laughs> But yeah, now let's, let's talk about uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which uh, uh, is celebrating its 10th anniversary uh, the past week, I think. Yep. Ramona, I need to tell you something. Yeah, I have something I have to tell you, too. Great, listen, I know you play mysterious and aloof just to avoid getting hurt. And I know you have reasons for not wanting to talk about your past and... I want you to know I don't care about any of that stuff. Because I'm in lesbians with you. What? I really, really mean it. Yes. Happy I can't years. believe it's 10 years old. Yeah. I can't and I can also. Yeah. Just because the past year has felt like five, five years. years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so Scott Pilgrim was released in August of 2010. Um, it it went head to head with the Expendables, Eat, Pray, Love, and um, it was of course beaten by the Expendables. It only earned, it had a budget of sixty million dollars, but grossed only thirty million dollars domestically in the U.S. Um, yeah. In the U.S., but it's uh, it really found its footing in home video mm-hmm. and cable, yeah. yeah. And Netflix also in the past, I think. And Netflix, um, right in the past two years, people have been kind of like making letterbox reviews and kind of discovering the movie anew. So yeah. that's, that's good. But, but I think it's really just one of those movies that, that plays better in, in your home. For me, at, at least. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, because this it's is so my visually fantastic that, oh, of course, yeah. I mean, and like, I remember when Ramon and I watched it, um, we watched it at the offices of Solar. Yeah. Um, because wow, the, it wasn't. Parang ano, I mean, we all thought it was gonna be this big thing, and then parang it's not gonna be shown in the Philippines, man lang. Yeah. So what? Um, I remember seeing this in a theater. I know. No. I showed it in Cinema Laya eventually. Cinema Manila. Um, Cinema Manila. Oh, Cinema Manila. Oh my, in um, December that year. It. Yeah. So um, yeah. Yeah, so parang ano, Philbert invited us and we watched it in a very big television <laughs> or, or in yes, a screening, screening room, room which oh, is still not, room, parang, but not like a theater yeah. theater. But still, yeah. we were taking it because we thought, you know, we didn't want to wait until video. Because yeah. we were excited. Yeah, I remember going back now. We were so excited, but then, um, but then it had that dismal first weekend and then suddenly it's like, we were hearing rumblings and uh, oh it's it's it was below 10 eh? below or around mm-hmm. 10m that first weekend so, it was 10m yeah. yeah so we were like hearing things that oh my god that's so low now it's not going to come to the philippines anymore because even besides mm-hmm. that it's like there's not really a super sikat star there i mean the closest maybe was um luke was already chris evans who had fantastic four by that time but still he wasn't exactly captain america chris evans yet so we mm-hmm. we got uh, invited, thankfully, to this screening at the distributor's office. So we were like, yes, let's take it. And then we were with Marie, <laughs> di ba? Tama ba? Uh, no, oh, no, no, she was, was you, know, me, Chris, yeah, yeah. Costello. Right, and Mick. She saw it in... Marie shot uh, That lucky bitch. In, yeah. <laughs> I was so jealous. Comic-Con. Yeah. yeah. She was at the <laughs> Comic-Con sc- surprise screening. But 
Yeah, and then December of 2010, it showed at Cinemanila, but I was working and I also had confirmed that it wasn't a print. So I was like, eh. Yeah, so, um, but why do you think it didn't do well? It was way ahead of its time. And I don't think people knew how to market it. There, yeah, yeah there's there's that aspect then, and parang it's unfortunate because I've, I've been reading basically everything about the tenth anniversary and all these new articles, and then they speak actually to the head of marketing, and he was like, "I don't." He feels really bad that it didn't work, but he also loves the movie, and and Edgar Wright backs him up. He doesn't say anything bad about the marketing because yeah. he he felt the love that way while. While they were working on it together, they felt the enthusiasm of marketing, and they don't know entirely why it didn't work. I mean, it didn't help Nana. You were up against Expendables, which was like super aggro alpha male, you know, action movie. Male, and yeah. then the other thing you were up against was like the <laughs> sort of the female version of that, which was Eat, Pray, Love. So, parang, and then it they they, they were it, there were so many things to market about it, like. Is it a fight movie, an action movie? Is it a coming-of-age romance? Is it a video game? The people thought it was an adaptation of a video game. Um, there was a theory also that they probably... They, they did a lot of free screenings before the the actual release of the film, in, including the Comic-Con one. So that might have hurt them. People who would have watched it anyway didn't need to watch it for free or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and I guess also like um, I read an article narin saying it's it's not it's really for the people born between 1980 and 1990. Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah, it gets because of the value eight bit. even now, like like Gen Zers, they won't understand eight bit uh, graphics yeah. or oh. um, and and yun yeah, I guess the suspension of disbelief required to kind of. Um, you know, it really does start out as like a teen film, right? And then suddenly there's like this massive fight scene. <laughs> oh, so it's a fight! Yeah. It's a fight movie that's also a musical. Then and then mm-hmm. see uh, Edgar Wright used to uh, describe the movie as like the fight scenes are like the scenes in musicals where out of the blue someone starts singing and dancing. Here, out of the blue someone starts fighting. But it's for <laughs> but it's for love, Paranganon. So it's yeah. that kind of that that weird sort of magical realism was a, a little too much for some people. But also, I think I know some. I know like two friends who who don't really particularly care for it. And I think when like they Miguel Seno. Oh, we so have many to, friends have to, of the pod here. Miguel, oh, once, oh my god! Watch out for their uh, podcast. <laughs> oh, then, but but one of the things they mentioned was parang it moves. The, lalo na the, the first few minutes, it moves so fast for them. Na parang it's like you're dropped in the middle of a TV show that was already running. Parang ganon. So I I can I can see that when I watch it nowadays. Na parang, but it didn't bother me at the time. Perhaps because I was already. A fan of the books, right? Did you like it, Mel, when you first saw it? Were you like, I did, but you know what? I don't, I, I don't hold it in high regard the way you guys do. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved it, but it's not going to be in my pantheon of, of films. But watching it last night, I was really like, my main thought was, this really plays well in my in my house mm-hmm. because I can stop and I can rewind and I can. Oh, I missed this part. You know what I mean? There. Because there's so many details that the eye, yeah. especially if you're not familiar with the cartoon or the video game, there's so many details that you don't see, and you just really have to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. 
And I think I, I get what Miguel's saying, and I really think that for for people who aren't like me, who aren't familiar with the source material, it'll really play better in in bedrooms on Netflix or or on Blu-ray. Right. Yeah, I I love the film, but I think also, and this is one of those rare um, instances. I can't even think of another for me like this. Parang I I feel it's supplementary material to the books mm. because I really like the the books are so much deeper. There there's the tackle, especially I think the Gideon, um, uh, the Gideon and Ramona relationship, where it's kind of um, very. Uh, they really, they really talk about how toxic that relationship is, and how, yeah. um, how abusive, how kind of Loki abusive Gideon is to her, yeah. and she can't let go of that. I know that. Yung, yung, uh, oh, that's good because diba? it's so superficial on the movie. No yeah, more. you don't actually really see it. I mean, she's kind of like just sitting up straight, and like I don't, you don't know if she's tied up or not. But she's like, uh, there's Jabba the Hutt and Gideon, and then she's Princess Leia, yeah. pretty much. In the yeah. in the movie, kasi parang there's just the the microchip. Eh. Parang nandaan, mm, dinaan yeah. doon. Pero yeah, in the book, yeah. you have more time. Also, book six came out after the movie. Yeah. So parang yeah. he actually was able to adjust and make changes based on how he saw the movie script uh, ending moving out. But because there was so much more space in the book, yeah, you got more, it's a much richer relationship between Ramona and Gideon. But also between Scott and Kim and Scott and Envy. Yeah. So it, it actually showed also how much of a jerk Scott also was to the other women in his life. Yeah, there's I a whole I read an subplot. article that he's like a... I think Scott Pilgrim is, is the villain of the movie. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Until he, But he has to learn asshole. that fact for himself. That's why right. at the end of the movie where it's like instead of the, the power of love as the sword, it becomes the, the actual sword he needs is this power of self-respect. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. So I know. Yeah. So the parang I think, and I feel they they were they did the fault of you know the the Zack Snyder Watchmen sometimes where they they wanted to be too um, uh, faithful to the book. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that the, like Matthew Patel with all his uh, kind of like uh, <laughs> hipster, I know, parang it doesn't play as well because on screen. Um, I know, and then they, they really forced the seven ex boyfriends. Where whereas the by the time you get to the the twins, the it's twins. kind of like pagod You're ka pagod na. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, mm. so yeah, so I I really love it, but as a uh, but I love it as a companion piece to to the books and um and even the video game which Roman and I <laughs> were so obsessed we we played it. Yeah, you had to play it together because it's like the old Sega style uh, oh, game. Co op. So we'd all get together. <laughs> we we played it. Uh, we we played that game. I remember because the game, the video game, is one of the things I got the PS3 for. It was the mm-hmm. same year I got my PS3, and then when it came out, we started playing it at 8 p.m. We played until like 10 or 11, and then we went to someone's house party for two hours, and then <laughs> it was it was you, me, Marie. <laughs> Marian and Mikey. And then we went to a party. And then after about two hours, we were like, Tara, let's just go back and play the game. So we went back. <laughs> we went back to ours and then continued playing the game until 6 a.m. <laughs> Grab <Yeah, yon>. <laughs> Those were the days. Indeed. You know, I was going to say, can you imagine doing that now? Yeah. No, I'll be, I'll be asleep by 11 p.m. for sure. Hey. What were you asking, um, Mel? 
No, I was gonna. I know you mentioned before, Quark, that Scott Pilgrim was like the peg of every ad ha- ad agency mm-hmm. when it came out. Super. Yep. <laughs> Until now, the ba yung mga light, yung mga ano. I think I did a Daniel uh, Padilla ad also. <laughs> so hindi rin ako innocent. I mean, ano, guilty din ako sa sa. It's so it's so endlessly copyable. Yes. I think. Um, uh, yun nga, I remember pa nga when it. The trailer came out. We were at Chris's house, the Ramon, and we all mm. like gathered around the laptop to watch the the, the trailer. And then when, when it was done, uh, we were like, "Okay, let's watch it again." Yeah, great. <laughs> um, be- because you know that that throwback to the Batman '60s Batman style, um, wham, cow, kapow, boom, uh, um, uh, the, the the graphic effects, the the title effects, but then. Done in like this very 2000s uh, motion graphic style. Um, mm. y- yun, yeah, that, that style is impeccable. And even rewatching it, but you it, like like when Nana f- comes out first for the first time, Stacy um, Pilgrim, the see Anna Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's only now that I notice when she first when when it swipes in, she actually jumps. I know turnaround jumps. Yeah. <laughs> so kasabay niya yung yung pasok ng ano so uh, the, the the way Edgar the way, yeah. um yeah just just planned and styled this um and I, I really remember a Brian Lee O'Malley tweet when um uh World's End came out it's like oh it's like um uh, watching World's End is like um Edgar Wright uh, had a mistress and came back came back home but had uh, all these great new sex moves the <laughs> 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 But is the editor the same? Is this the same but, editor as all the Edgar Wright movies? Not sure. Let me oh. check. But 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 it's really Edgar Wright. Like I know you can tell that that he he kind of really times it. Na, the minute he says he doesn't even say action, but he says go, and yeah. then the minute he says go, um, ano yan, parang um, the things have to be perfectly timed. Uh, you know, like mm-hmm, the plant mm-hmm. that. Um, What's his name is holding in in hot fuzz has to like swoosh by and getting. <laughs> uh, I was well, no, bef- there was something I wanted to mention, which is like in preparing for this episode. No, I actually did like a Twitter search on my own profile just to see what I had, what I've said about Scott Pilgrim over the years. Tapos ang entries, and then. Uh, it just occurred to me to mention it again because among those entries was me complaining about commercials that obviously ripped off Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> so I was like, hmm, I wonder if one of these is Quarks now. <laughs> May rundown ka ba nun? Yeah, there's, there's different years. Eh? So I don't even know what commercial I'm talking about because I was, you know, syempre I didn't want to like, di ako nagpapatama din kasi baka kilala ko. Yun na, totoo. Pero it's, there's just timestamps na parang, oh, what year was this? And then, but yeah, I mean that's why that's actually that's actually how I remember with more detail that 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 video game playing session we did. But yeah, I mean speaking to that style, it, it's so exacting. Even though there's CG there, there's that scene where Scott throws the Amazon package over his shoulder and it lands perfectly in the trash can. They shot that like mm. twenty eight times, and then all twenty eight takes are in the are in the behind the scenes. Wow. And then, and then, yun nga, parang so many of the transitions are so immaculate. But he'll also add if you if you watch it again, pay attention to the sound design. Like even 
even when he calls nga his sister Stacy played by Anya Kendrick, parang there are sound effects that happen between lines of dialogue, like uh, cashier cash register sounds, things like that, and then mm. uh, and then even 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 in um, cutting from one shot to another, he'll use an audio effect to parang assist the transition, like a passing car will change from outside a venue to inside. Maganon, yeah. ang daming little touches, like. And then Ian, there's one scene in the when they're rehearsing. He enters a bathroom, takes a piss, and then he goes out, and it's a different location. And you could have done that with CG, but they actually built a rotating set for that. Seriously? Yeah. Parang ang ganda ng ang ganda ng behind the scenes uh, video nun eh. And then that's the that's the scene panaman where they use the the Legend of Zelda music. So it's like, I guess that's why. I mean, I can't also. Ignore the sort of inherent bias in my loving this movie because it references so many video games and cartoons um, of our childhood, right? So sometimes I'm like, why don't more people love this movie? <laughs> and then it's because well, they didn't they didn't have the exact experience that you did growing up as a child that seems to have been shared by Brian Lee O'Malley and. Um, Edgar Wright, Edgar right? Wright. and mm-hmm. that's why he's sort of perfect as a director for this because that attention to detail, but also being faithful and giving things life. There, there, are, there are other Easter eggs, no that are not in the book, like um, like how many X's appear in the background, and um, even the like in the bus scene where they're sort of having it. They're still in the beginning of their relationship. Yung boke in the background of. Um, of of Scott, I think they're exes, and then for Ramona, their hearts. So, oh, nice. So yeah, there's there's still that. so many things that I'm like watching now, and I'm like, wow, this is like, did I notice this before, or is it just now, or you know, there's still so many things to discover. Um, also, I want to move into this uh, other area where it's like a ridiculously amazing cast. This is yes. this is basically the days and confused of the 2010s, where parang so many oh, people, point, so many people like ended up like imagine just how many Marvel people are in this now. You have Captain Marvel, yeah. you have Captain America, and you have Superman. Right? You have Superman. And Superman. You have a Huntress now that ano, yep. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, it's ridiculous. Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey in Plaza. Legion. Yeah. Legion. And of course, like yeah. <laughs> And of course, the people like Kieran Culkin, who yeah, uh, who's who now we all love yeah. now. Now, and, and a lot of people are kind of like starting pa yung rise nila to to stardom only now, eh, diba? Parang mm. ten years after the film. So, Alison um, Bill, for one, I mean, I think yeah. she's this is a big year for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah finally. Diba with Picard and with Devs and, and Devs. Um, and uh, Ellen Wong actually is in Glow, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, that, okay. Yeah. So Ellen Wong. When I first saw Scott Pilgrim, I know I I found her annoying, but as an older as as I rewatched this last night, I was like, oh my, I love this character. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> and the actress playing Ellen Wong, uh, uh, playing Knife's Child. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's because oh no, she's the person, she's the actress who's closest to their actual age, and it was her first role. Right. So I think that sort of authenticity was more apparent immediately. And what's nice is actually she became very close, like. She and Mary Elizabeth Winstead are still medjo. Uh, they still keep in touch. And uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead says now she's one of her best friends. But, uh, 
Oh, cute. Oh, that's, ano. Um, though, ano, Bianca still hasn't um, forgiven Ramon for calling her Knives Chow when he first met her. <laughs> oh, why? Grabe! Hindi ko alam to, news to, news to sa akin. <laughs> but she it's hasn't like, forgiven you know, me. No, when Knives Chow appears, it's like, I can't believe Ramon keeps calling me Knives Chow. He used to keep calling me Knives Chow. <laughs> also, I guess she has the blue hair, right? It is the blue hair, yeah. I didn't mean it in a bad way. If anything, it was super complimentary. Hey, Bianca, Knife Chow right now for me is the winner of this movie. Yeah, yeah she's so, so sweet okay and loving yan. and, ano, parang, di ba, she and forgave she provides him. the redemption. Yeah. yeah. She's the redemption of the movie. She's and in the original ending, she ends up with him. Eh? Yeah. In the original shot. Oh, that, that makes more sense to me that yeah. he ends up with knives and not manic pixie girl again. <laughs> well, Una... Let me first say... <laughs> sorry. Actually, Lives is a manic pixie girl, by yeah, the way. I, see, ano, I'm, I'm, is she? I actually want yeah, to bring than, up... Yeah, more than Ramona. Ramona's very... Ano yes, kasi, she's no? not... Um, deadpan. Yes. He, I was gonna say, yeah, yes, she's not manic. And she's definitely not pixie. Like, she's like the third tallest in this cast. So, parang... <laughs> although literal dream girl, because she'll travel through your dreams. Pero, I think one of the nice stories with the ending is like the... The... It didn't test well, yung ending ni uh, Knives and Scott together. And then, because parang, uh, I think parang people felt nga na parang she didn't deserve Scott. Parang ganon. Yeah. And then, yeah. it was, they had to rewrite, or they had to write a new ending, right? With, um, with him ending up with Ramona. And then it was Brian Lee O'Malley who came up with the line, I'm too cool for you anyway. And then once they had that line, parang mm-hmm. everyone realized Knives is okay. She's better off without Scott. And then mm-hmm. it made the ending work. Yeah. See, Bianca, you're too cool. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> she is, she is. Uh, <laughs> People uh, have asked... And, also, no, no, sorry, go. So, uh, no, no, no. It's just like even mga, no, mga bit players like Nelson Franklin. Yes, no? Como. Yeah, so Como. <laughs> who, was, who, who ended up on Veep. Yeah. Diba? Um, galing nilang lahat. Actually... Um, it's the see, see Matthew Patel. I'm actually surprised. I haven't really seen him, or I don't remember really seeing him. But yeah, I think he's, he's actually super good. Yeah, I think he's more of a no pale. Um, going from the ten year reunion, uh, re, uh, table read. But I think he's like an, a Broadway guy more. Mm. Was he there? I don't remember him in the table read. Trying to organize. Yeah, oh. he's there. He's there. He, he's the one who has a toy of himself. <laughs> oh. No, no. Oh, but okay. who wasn't there in the table read? <laughs> see, I know. See, Brie. It's a Brie Larson. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I'm starting was to... Was there bad blood? Huh? No, no. no was there um, bad blood? A lot of people in the comments are like, well, guess, uh, bute pa si, ano, si Chris Evans. Ano, sikat na sikat, pero he shows hey, up for his... Hey, Evans, come on. Yeah. He's the nicest guy. That's true. Yeah. No, but yeah. even, even see, you know, I think si Kieran Culkin, I think they mentioned na... Parang he was in the and, uh, woods. That, 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 he was in a place that didn't really have strong internet. That's why he couldn't be part of it, though. Yeah. He was with his family in a cabin. Yeah, no, or parang may canoe accident <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, but, but yun nga, like, um, who was your, who, what was your favorite fight scene? Wow. In the film? Uh, I want to mention first, <laughs> sorry, a daming segue, kasi daming trivia, but the fight choreographer... And the DP, see uh, Bill Pope, they came from the Matrix. Eh. Mm. So not quite Yun Wooping, pero 
I think mm. someone else someone else from that from that team. So that's why Angaling paring ng ng action scenes. Like I think maybe the funniest for me is the Lucas Lee, just because he fights he fights all the stunt doubles. Oh, yeah. he's my favorite evil ex, of course. But thank you. <laughs> is is he the no? Is but isn't also this the movie where he is the least attractive? Would you not say he is absolutely the least attractive? But I will stand on anything Chris Evans appears in, even defending Jacob. <laughs> wow, is it bad? Um, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, even, I, like the, no, I like the Brandon Roth one. Actually. Oh yeah, that's super fun then because yeah. uh, the it, the base <laughs> battle it's so interesting. Yeah, and bugging to Roth as no, yeah. Um, as a villain. Yes. Can we talk about the sad career of Brandon? What happened? What do you Why mean? isn't he more famous than he's supposed to be? Well, he he's, came back. He's, he's Superman again. Super- yeah. <laughs> as, as, he, he's the star of... But among the, everyone in the cast, I would... I mean, watching it back in 2010, I would think that he, he it would be him who would be like in stratospheric levels like Chris Evans right now. I think, ano kasi, di ba? Parang um, uh, Mark Hamill syndrome, eh. Uh, Christopher Reeve oh, syndrome, for that matter, diba? Parang, That's true. You're kind of like, uh, I know, stuck to this, and maybe because also the, uh, Superman did do well. Yeah. Uh, Superman Returns, yeah. But. But yeah, yeah he's I mean, great. yeah, but, but he's been he's been comfortably, I think, employed man ever since, diba? Kasi, but but just in TV because he was after Superman, he was in Chuck, and then he became one of the leads in Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-mm. I just think he should have a bigger career. That's all. Because he's so handsome and he, I, he does have a following. Yeah. The one I think should have a bigger career, actually, is... I mean, I'm you know me, I'm a big Anna Kendrick fan. Uh, <laughs> I find her... But, but while watching, really re-watching this film, and especially re-watching the, no, the read, I was like, grabe, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Why? Medyo. Uh, diba? What Parang, happened? I mean, she had her own TV said... show, which I, which I'm actually tempted to watch just because it's her, uh, <laughs> and then Fargo, but but kind of like and yeah, like a lot of um, what's the one with Harry Potter? The I don't know, um, <laughs> the one with Harry Potter. The farting corpse. Um, oh, Swiss Army Man. So she was in Swiss Army Man and all of them. But parang, I don't know, parang, and then of course, uh, Birds of Prey. But parang she never really... Eh, Gemini Man. Lo, 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 lo. Sayang. <laughs> but I did, which sayang, I didn't watch. Sayang, sayang. Even, even Mong said, what, whatever happened to her? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, there were, there, <laughs> they always ask, there's this question you see sometimes, na parang, if you could um, be part of any production or cast, which would it be? And everyone usually says, like, Endgame or Star Wars... My answer is usually it's always been Scott Pilgrim, just because having gone through like the movie and also the all these features on the Blu-ray, parang this cast was together more or less for like half a year because they had, especially if you were in um, Sex Bomb, or basically if you're Michael Cera, because they had they had fight training and then they had band training pa. Tapos there was three months of three or four months of shooting and then the post so it was a long time to be together and then to have this amazing cast na they're still more or less friends together and then they're all really talented it, it just sounds like the most fun ever and then you're all in Toronto at the same time three of them were in the same mm-hmm. building so they would just stay at each other's apartments and hang out at night 
Galing. Yeah, because yeah, you're kind of stuck in Taiwan, and you're not massive stars, no? At that time, yeah, so major equal footing, de like, So even yeah. kini Jason Schwartzman na parang even if you're not um, in a fight scene, parang sasali sila sa sa weight training, sa exercise, sa push-ups. Kasi it was like summer camp daw, the best summer camp ever daw. Oh, wow. I, I read that Alison Pill said that Chris Evans taught everyone how to do a high-five. Because since everyone was nerds, they were all nerds, they didn't know how to high-five properly. <laughs> and Chris Evans, being the jock, knew how to do it. Do you remember the, ano? do you remember the trick, Mel? Uh, parin, look at the elbow. Yeah, if you, if you look at the elbow of the other person, you'll never miss though. <laughs> uh, also, well, speaking of stars, um, the 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 music is actually, uh, right? Parang the, the are played the, the songs are played by real uh, bands, also representing and real um, Canadians. Yes, uh, except for Sex Bomb, which is uh, Beck. Um, yeah, but there's yeah. Metric, there's Broken Social Scene. Yeah, metric for uh, Crash at Demon Head, right? Clash at Demon Head. Yeah, broken. Um, yeah, and then broken social scene was also, I uh, know, uh, the band called the Boys. Crash and the Boys. Crash, Crash and the Boys. And, the boys. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but also, if you remember, the score is by Nigel Godrich, the producer of Radiohead. Until now, this is his only, still his only wow. score credit. But even yeah. then, parang one of his genius moves was not to just completely hog it. So people performing on the score include um, Kid Koala, tapos Cornelius, because Cornelius actually is the musician behind the Katayanagi twins. So that sequence mm. is that sequence is Beck versus Cornelius. Hi up, eh, no? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, well, final thoughts. Okay, well, before, uh, well, we oh, no, before we know, uh, just some chismes. I uh, know. Uh, uh, <laughs> housekeeping chismes. Um, ano pala? I did not know this. I only found this out uh, in the comments of the YouTube reading. Uh, Sarah and uh, Aubrey Plaza pala were together for a long time, no? Shut up. For a bit. Yeah, and they were yeah. going to get married. They were. Uh, yeah. So. I and, thought he was with that Asian girl. What's her name? Charlene oh, Yee. Yeah, but yeah. I think after, after, yeah, after you know, mm. and oh. then, pero, um, go. Yeah, Kendrick, yeah. And Kendrick, and Edgar Wright. <laughs> yes, they hooked up. No, they yeah. were a couple. <laughs> that <talaga>. lucky bastard. <laughs> they were a couple for wow. like three years, maybe. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Fucker. <laughs> Tapos, isa pa to, more trivia. Parang, itong mga recent lang lumabas, actually, with the, with the anniversary. Um, Sebastian Stan read for Stephen Stills. So that could have been a different... Tapos, Robert Pattinson read for Lucas Lee. Oh, wow. It would not have worked. I'm sorry. Grabe, di ba? He's just not big enough. Tapos, isa pa to, um, people who read for Kim Pine include... Um, Betty Gilpin from Glow, mm-hmm. Zoe Kazan, and Rooney oh. Mara. Yeah, oh, wow. weird. <laughs> <laughs> Although, ano, parang, I, uh, in my mind, kasi mas ganun si, ano, <laughs> Kim Pine. Kasi si Kim Pine yung crush ko na character on, in the book. <laughs> so, yeah. Wait, can, can I do a final thing? What is your um, 
I guess, opinion on Michael Sarah. Did it age well? Was he cast well? Did you like him as Scott Pilgrim as as followers of the source material? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think he was uh, I think he was great for the role. Parang kasi may pagka every man slacker siya at the time. So at that period it was Until it, now, it was naman. great <laughs> casting. Cause now it's like then yeah, now kasi he's like aged na rin eh, diba? And then but he still has sort of a babyish face. Yeah, so he still looks like a kid. That definitely wouldn't like and then he, they were lucky na apparently when um when Edgar Wright spoke to Sarah about the role. It was two years before they even shot, so parang he knew na he would sort of grow into the right age for this when when he did. And also Sarah was already already knew how to play guitar stuff like that. So at least there were those aspects that that helped it. Yeah, and I well I think Sarah in general parang he just kept playing the same guy, diba? Parang the the Juno boyfriend or yeah. George Michael or. I know that the people got tired of him, but he's really good at what he does. Oh. I think. Yep. Um, you get young, kind of like mumbling and kind of just goes away and <laughs> like I think, self-deprecating. Yeah, but I think it's the but if you see something like opposite of the Michael J. Fox performance, you know what I mean? Yeah. That Michael J. Fox plays a character in a certain way, mm. and so does Michael Cera. There, yeah. there are some projects though that if you check out, um, can Michael Almereda by Young Youth in Revolt. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so youth in a revolt, and then. No, 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 not Almereda. It's um. Or Mike the one who the, huh? Um, shit, yung yung ano, uh, mentor ni Miranda July, the, the the TV guy, the guy who does a lot of Miguel. Um, uh, Cuesta. Uh, that's a Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Arte, no, Miguel Arteta. Arteta. Sorry, Miguel Arteta. Arteta. There you go. <laughs> um, youth in revolt. So he's an. Because he plays two roles there, and one is a total asshole. So that's also yeah. like a, a nice stretch. But also, if you see um, Aaron Sorkin's Molly's Game, where he plays based, oh, oh, he plays okay. he plays the character based on Tobey Maguire. So uh, that's interesting. <laughs> that that parang parang jerk wad talaga siya don. <laughs> So, oh man. Wow, Toby Maguire because Topher Grace also played the he copied Toby Maguire in um Oceans Oceans yeah, Oceans, o- Oceans 11, 11 and 12. That was <laughs> oh. the Topher Grace uh, the Toby Maguire satire. Yeah, kasi yun nga, because Toby Maguire is like obsessed with poker and then yun nga, so parang when they, when they would when they needed I guess a peg uh for someone to base their performance off of. It's like uh, I guess Toby Maguire <laughs> oh, now. Toby. <laughs> Wait, but but the Molly Scheme character uh, himself is based on Tobey Maguire? Or, they never named the character it, really? in the book. Pero, mm. pero oh. parang the, uh, Implied. And everyone knows it's Tobey Maguire. Parang ganun. Okay. <laughs> pero yeah, so Scott Pilgrim occupies this rare sort of pantheon of films that were, you know, for their for their price kasi and for their box office, they were considered bombs, diba? 60 million budget, yeah. 40 million domestic. They, they they considered a failure. Pero it was always like um well liked and almost imi- mm. there's an interesting quote na Edgar Wright says na parang in a way we have never disappeared from theaters because it almost mm. immediately started playing the midnight the midnight movie circuit. 
parang it became one of those movies like you know Rocky Horror Picture Show or The Room na people will still show up if you play Scott Pilgrim in a theater late at night parang ganon so it it has that kind of following so and I I was also reminded actually it reminded me of what happened with Fight Club which was Fight Club was an 80 million R rated movie that did maybe 50 I think in the box office and eventually got the head of Fox taken out but <laughs> that's another film that was uh, received well almost instantly became like a cult classic so I'm glad that there are these very um, stylistic I guess but not just style over substance very very uh, sing- very singular I guess works now you can't imagine them done by other people and then luckily someone took a risk and give, gave them the budget that they needed to execute something because in the recent interviews in the reminiscing about it Edgar Wright would say I don't think a movie like this could be made anymore with this budget given the state of the industry right now so yeah, yeah it's like it's, we're, we're lucky that we have this <laughs> end to end I also want to quote Edgar Wright because in a recent interview he said the fact that people are doing thought pieces about Scott Pilgrim and not The Expendables means that Scott Pilgrim is a cultural touch point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe, <laughs> to follow us on Twitter. We are Ensplate, at Enslate Pod and on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash Enslate. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye.